Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Nick and Griff Show. This is actually just going to be Griff. Today is March 19th, 2022. Yeah, you heard it here first. This is just going to be me. So bear with me. It's going to be like a 30-minute podcast. I just have a few things I wanted to talk about this week as our uh, other host, Nick, is in the middle of Arkansas getting engaged to his fiance, now fiance Janae. So congratulations to them, to our 20 listeners or so. I hope you reach out to Nick, or if you already haven't, (laughs) go reach out to him. Um, Yeah, so let's kick it off. Market check. Uh, Dow Jones, NASDAQ, S&P all reacted to a 0.25% rate hike, closing out the week in the green. Bitcoin is at 41755 uh, I don't know. You guys know. I mean, Nick is usually the one who does a lot of this. Uh, market check, Bitcoin price check stuff when we get on here. I uh, almost don't care at all what the price of Bitcoin is in US dollars because, you know, I don't really see that as kind of like the big, big picture here. <clears throat> the big picture is your purchasing power of your Bitcoin. But this isn't going to be too long of a podcast today just because I normally get a lot of my ideas from Nick. He's the idea generator here. And, you know, so we'll just see how far my ideas carry us and uh, we'll see at the end. So today we're going to talk about kind of the Fed rate hike. What's that going to do to the economy? And then I, what I want to talk about is Ray Dalio's Changing World Order uh, video. He obviously has a book. Uh, my questions comments, concerns, I guess, on that book. Um, And why does Jason Lowry get so much hate? That's what I'm going to close it out with, because I listened to him on the Palm Show this week, and I really like him. I don't really understand what everybody's problem with Jason Lowry is. He brings some really interesting insight to the Bitcoin community and whether Bitcoin is uh, the digital hash force ever becomes a thing and yada, yada, yada. I think he has some interesting takes. So, yeah, the Fed hiked the rates 0.25%, 25 basis points, while CPI is at 7.9%. And the producer price inflation is PPI is at, I think, just under 10%. So I'm not really sure what this rate hike is going to do in terms of counteracting inflation. I think we're just leading ourselves probably down to, well, more inflation. Um I I don't know how anybody else sees it any differently. You know, the one thing I would have to comment on is after getting into Bitcoin and starting to follow everybody in Bitcoin, um, I'm not really too surprised by anything that's going on. I'm not really too surprised that they only hiked at 0.25. I'm not really surprised um, everything's closing higher, even amidst a war we're still in a highly inflationary environment. So things need to go up or at least they need to try to go up or everybody's just losing a crap ton of money. Um, The other thing that I would say is I don't think people realize this. And I read this on a tweet, 7.9% CPI. And that's not even the relative inflation of the situation, but um, 7.9 CPI is one twelfth. I mean, so you just lost a month's worth of your income right then and there, which I think is pretty 
egregious, don't we all? You know, the thing that I don't understand is why everybody doesn't get more upset about inflation and why it's taken until now to be like, oh, well, inflation's a problem. No, it's like it's been a problem. And now they're trying to tell you it's for because of Putin or it's because of this or because of that. And Bitcoin is taking up energy and we need energy and such a bunch of crap. And uh, it's doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because if you just look at anybody on Bitcoins, anybody who has hashtag Bitcoin in their bio that does a decent job of keeping up is going to be able to tell you what's actually happened over the course of the last two years uh, from the standpoint of the world reserve currency, the US dollar, like what has happened to the hardness of that, what's happened to the legitimacy of the US dollar, um, what's really going on in Russia, you, Ukraine. I think me and Nick, when we discussed when they first invaded or allegedly invaded, first invaded, it's kind of the point. We don't really know what's going on. Obviously, it's not good. But that's why we said in the other episodes, like, it's hard for us to judge uh, another country for doing much of anything because America's had their fair share of BS. And I think it's time we probably just own up to it and move on from the situation and hike rates higher than 0.25% and stop stealing from our grandchildren. But, you know, who knows where where this country is going to go. I think that kind of leads me right into the Ray Dalio changing order video. Now I haven't read his book, but his video was really, really interesting. It was about 45 minutes on YouTube. Everybody should probably watch it. Um, It was really interesting just talking about empires and money and how they both kind of work together and the rise and fall of a lot of previous empires, the Dutch empire, the Greek empire, the British empire, Um, the rise and fall of all of them really has a lot to do with, just the hardness of their money, just the like a lot of inflation is a common factor in the destruction of a lot of those societies. Um, so much so there is like a military industrial complex of these superpowers in our history that people don't realize. And America is very much so probably the strongest military still in the world. We pay a lot of money for it. Um, and there's a point to that because we're trying to defend it. And to Ray Dalio's point, if you watch the video, he go it goes so much as far as to say as America is probably on the decline while China is about to take over. And before I give slate my opinion on that aspect of uh, the video, America, whether you'd like to admit it or not, is it's not at its peak right now. And who's to say that it's been at its peak for a long time. Uh, If you've been following money for any decent amount of time, even if you've just been following the monetary policy for the last six months and, you know, you get really excited on Thursday when the CPI number comes out like I do. And you're just like, wow, that's crazy how they're just manipulating these numbers. And you know what your life, your real life inflation is, your relative inflation is. and why these guys continue to lie and deceive the American public, I think is pretty crazy. But you know, once they start doing that, you should probably start asking a lot of questions. And in the Ray Dalio video, that's, you know, he says it's a pretty common theme to debase your currency. And then, you know, 
market manipulation, uh, saying that producers are gouging prices on the American public instead of taking responsibility for your money printing um, really has led to the demise of many civilizations and many empires. Uh, and America is no different. We're in trouble at the moment. Uh, I just, my whole qualm is, you know, I just don't think that another nation state, there isn't going to be the next empire. Um, and that's why we're on here talking about Bitcoin because, you know, Nick and I don't want there to be another empire. We're not looking for um, America to have such a stranglehold on the world's economy and have such a big military just because we need to protect ourselves. And, you know, likewise, like we're looking to reach out to their, I guess the people in Russia who do not want a war, who do see this as an economic uh, hardship just for citizens all over the world. And none of us want this, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we're one, one people, one planet. Uh, so I think the arguments be made in Ray Dalio's changing world order video is just that. Why is China on the rise? Why would you not rather insert Bitcoin in the internet as the next world order? Because now instead of, you know, needing a central bank, needing government, needing a federal reserve, needing dollars, needing paper money, or even needing gold in that sense. You just need to hop onto the internet, pay with Bitcoin, have your transactions settled with no true intermediary, and move on with your day. And I think it's really just that simple. Uh, the sovereign individual is going to become more powerful than governments, nation states, central banks, um, and I think that's what we should all be rooting for because at the end of the day, sure, I mean, maybe, maybe we have countries, dis I mean, if we're really going for world peace, if that's truly achievable, how else would we be able to do it? And so I do think there's a lot of people now, especially people who are studying Bitcoin, who go, okay, world peace is pretty possible because if you look at all of history, all of these conflicts, especially in Ray Dalio's Change the World Order video, every empire tries to go out swinging their sword, defending their country, defending their world reserve currency. And that's what his uh, video was about. He was saying how pretty much every empire becomes the world reserve currency at one point, and they basically all screw it. They all screw the pooch because, you know, everybody's pretty greedy. It doesn't matter, you know, 1600 to 2022 human nature is human nature i think that's a pretty crazy uh i think that's a pretty fascinating aspect of life how people will be people no matter what you do um but man i think isn't that isn't that exactly what we're trying to do with bitcoin we're trying to avoid that um and give me a second here because you know with a one, one man show this is kind of a tough situation to just talk for 30 minutes you know i don't write dissertations i don't i don't uh read all of the bitcoin stuff to go on tangents and talk for 45 minutes but you know it really is interesting to me how people are overlooking uh what creating a sound hard 
un permissionless monetary network and form of money because money is all just made up guys so creating the best possible form of it is exactly what we should have always been doing we just never had the internet and the bitcoin network to do so but back to what i was saying isn't it quite possible that in the near future there's a lot of people who with the ability to have bitcoin and for the ability for them to store wealth over time they no longer need to participate in central banks and their governments um maybe they need to pay their taxes to live within their jurisdiction and so be it i think taxes really should just be as low as possible so politicians in the future should just be running on you know zero spending no taxes like those kinds of things to influence the next generation of people but isn't the next move for the world you know freedom not just for americans but for everybody in the world because isn't kind of what has tied everybody down is the fact that if you want to create wealth over time you at some point need to adhere to the rules in which you live and there's rules for everybody until you make a certain amount of money and then there's no you know then there's kind of no rules for you but um for most of us there's rules and you have to follow these rules and you have to play this game that uh these central authorities have set up for you you have to play their game um to do just about anything and i think that's what people will be tired of i think the main thing that has always connected us is money's always been commodity based central authority based central bank based for a long long time um and it's out it was out of necessity and that's what people aren't understanding bitcoin was created out of a necessity for something exactly like it and there's no point in talking to me about the next one or this that or the other thing because true decentralization true um innovation has to be something that doesn't need to be uh run by a small group of people um true innovation is something that doesn't always need to be tweaked true innovation a true technology is something that you know if you listen to the Jason Lowry interview on Pomp to get to him he talks about like a knife in like the craziest way like how you would have to like just how would you describe a knife before anybody knew there was a knife it's kind of like when you're in school how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich step by step <laughs> then you realize how many true steps there are to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich um isn't that but back to my point and this is probably why i don't run a whole podcast guys it's probably because i'm a little i'm a little like all over the place when i start talking about bitcoin there's a thousand things that go through my head because it changes everything from the standpoint that if somebody like myself wants to make money and store wealth for themselves but also still be um involved in a community aka the bitcoin network one can now pretty much do that without have needing much from as long as you can defend your property which is your bitcoin which the bitcoin network does for you and you can run a node and just know your passphrase and take it off of exchanges and things like that um 
it's your Bitcoin. So as long as you can defend, defend your digital property um, and you have something to give society and they will give you Bitcoin back uh, or even, you know, right now for the time being dollars, but in the future when they will pay Bitcoin for whatever it is that you produce, why do you need to interact so much with the government at that point in time? Because the only reason why you file the liquor license, the only reason why you adhere to uh, food and drug, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, the only reason why you listen to OSHA is because at some point they affect your money. And could they do that in the future, even if there's Bitcoin? Um, yeah, but it would be a lot harder, which means it would open up the ability for the world to change the game on a lot of things that just don't make sense. Aren't we tired of that? There's a lot of things that just don't make sense. And we need to just cut it out. We need to cut out all of the bureaucracy that is making our world inflationary. We need to cut out uh, all the people that aren't doing anything because we're trying to create a life where people are on a UBI, um, sick. Uh, you know, Western medicine is fantastic, but also at the end of the day, um, we should be focusing on people being just healthier, you know, not needing the great medicine that we do have in this country. Uh, and I, that is truly what I think is going to happen. I think there is a rise of people that see Bitcoin, see where these governments are trying to go, see war and don't like it. Um, and the changing world order is not going to be the CCP overtaking America. It's not going to be, and maybe, maybe it will be more like this. I, in my opinion, it's not going to be, you know, another superpower. It's going to be the sovereign individual that wins out. It's going to be the Russian who uh, starts a community that says, no, we're going to, we do Bitcoin here. Or maybe they just do it as a country and then they don't realize their own demise. Or it's in India where they don't have to listen to their government anymore. Um, and you have large communities, billionaires, people with a lot of influence and money that transition over to the Bitcoin network because they see the true benefit for people. Um, I think the rise of the sovereign individual is important because politicians might have to go to the back to the drawing board, um, but Bitcoin is going to be really hard to manipulate. And uh, I think that's what's truly important for the average Joe, uh, like myself and the people that listen to this podcast. Uh, you need a Bitcoin network and a money and an economy to participate in that isn't controlled by anybody. Um, and that's just how it should be. You know, there's flaws to a free market, absolutely. But that doesn't mean freedom should be stripped just because there's, you know, there's flaws. And who's to say, you know, Bitcoin is also pretty very traceable money at the moment. It's, you know, very, uh, very trackable money at the moment. You know, the Lightning Network is not all that big just yet, even though it's crazy how many haters there are on the Lightning Network. But um, it's not that big just yet but we are pretty early and we're talking about uh, a network that does no advertising for itself that doesn't have a ceo that doesn't have anything um, and it's going to protect your monetary rights for the next quadrillion years the thing about your bitcoin is that it's protected forever as long as you have your keys and that's so powerful um, that you will never get debased again by a nation state. That's so powerful. 
because because now all of a sudden it truly is about the individual over um, a flag and it truly can then be about the individual supporting the world over supporting a country because you know at the end of the day our world is rather globalized and war might stop it for brief periods of time but we need each other to succeed truly succeed as a people um and to get the most out of this world we we need uh to be interacting peacefully and bitcoin is the first solution to that there's a lot of old money games going on right now but if you're young and you can fight through this and uh, you try to support the right things, we can get through this. And that's why I truly think the Redalio, uh, I don't think it's China. I don't think it's NATO. I don't think it's America. I think it's, I think it's the rise of the individual. That's what uh, modern age is about. They can try and control us and manipulate us through so many different things. And truthfully, there might be people who do get manipulated. And there might be people who do live a different life than you. Uh, you know, try not to judge them, but there's 7 billion people on this planet. And Bitcoin to my knowledge, has about 40 million users within America alone. Uh, and it's going to be bigger internationally. If these third-party countries were pretty smart, they would hop on it earlier rather than later. But, uh, you know, I mean, things are going to play out themselves. And I think you'll just see a big Bitcoin rising instead of a big CCP, whatever, flag, Chinese Communist Party flag. You'll see a Bitcoin over an American flag. You will see the internet rise uh and you know digital the digital world the truly decentralized digital world will take over not because it has um the most money right now not because the path is easy not because it's certain but because freedom has always won and i mean freedom's won out over time i mean there are times where people are oppressed and don't realize it could be like right now with fiat money uh there are times uh, where, you know, there are, there are bleak times in human history, but over a long period of time with sound money, freedom might be able to win all over the world. And I think that's why we sit here with Bitcoin. I think that's what people who don't get Bitcoin uh, and just see it as a number on the screen, you know, they might think somebody like myself is a little bit crazy but I don't really think there's an end to what truly sound clean money can do. And you know what, Jason Lowry, he, he gets a lot of hate. That's what I was going to cap off today's podcast with. Uh, You know, I don't know why he gets so much hate. He's doing a job. Obviously I don't really care what his job is. He brings an interesting point with the hash forces and stopping a 51% DOS attack. uh, Believing that America should adopt now for the freedom of people. Uh, believing Russia and China, all these countries are silly themselves for not adopting it, for putting people at odds, because it's really about who's going to adopt it first. Because, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it'll be interesting to see how mass adoption of Bitcoin plays out, because there, how do you get Bitcoin from people with fiat money? You know, I mean, they're going to, governments are going to have to try to come at you with something better than paper money, I hope, to get your Bitcoin, because why would you want more paper money? that they've debased then just take the hard money i mean people are gonna have to understand that they're gonna try to come after your bitcoin with every ploy every gimmick that they can think of and you're just gonna have to sit there and go no i'm gonna just continue to stack sats thank you i appreciate it um because you know that the bigger the bitcoin network gets the larger economy you can participate in i mean all it takes 
theoretically, all it takes is an airline to go, hey, we are going to accept Bitcoin. We just need your digital identity or we need your Bitcoin password or maybe there's a third party service that can verify your identity outside of a government entity. And then all of a sudden you can fly to other countries that operate within the Bitcoin network. And why would America let that happen? Because they need money. (laughs) Money is at the end of the day, what controls everything. So if there's an idea and an innovation brilliant enough, um, nothing can stop it. Not even a central authority as powerful as the U S government and Bitcoin, in my opinion, will rise uh, over the next 5, 10, 50, 100 years, we're truly seeing something um, amazing. And it's a network, it's a community, it's a permissionless society uh, that people still need each other in. And I think that's great because, you know, our world is so concentrated in big cities and there's so much of it we don't understand and we haven't taken advantage of. And that's truly because, um, you know, you live in a rural city, you can't, you don't, your kids, your people aren't as smart, they don't prosper, um, like people from big cities, like bigger communities, and people are like communities, they like other people, they like to be around other people. Um, and they also uh, like to work and then go enjoy the fruits of their labor. And the stronger the world economy becomes because of sound money and because of an open permissionless network, um, the more spread out people can become. We need more people. We need more ideas. We need more. We don't need less. And I think Bitcoin is a true opportunity of more. Um, So let's cap it off with that today. I appreciate everybody listening. I think it was kind of off to a little bit of a rough start. But, you know, that's how I see a lot of this Bitcoin stuff. Um, That's how I see the world order. That's how I see the world a little bit. Um, That's how I see kind of where everything's going. Um, It's an optimistic view because I believe in Bitcoin. Uh, I think if you don't believe in Bitcoin, it's going to become rather hard and remain optimistic. Um, Although I implore you to try. There's nothing uh, like being open-minded and positive because it's impossible to beat. So uh, please follow us at the Nick and Griff show on Twitter. Um, Throw some questions out there. Like Nick always says, throw some tweets back at us. We're starting to get more active. Um, I appreciate you listening. This was the 13th episode of the Nick and Griff show.